Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Mic check one, two. Mic check one, two. Hearing all these letters read aloud by damsels not in distress. Hoes came to impress. Bitch, check your DMs. This is hot off the press. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Covering up my greasy hair with a headband, as is my coronavirus trick on the Zoom calls. I love it with the hoop earrings. Looks really good. Thanks. I ran out of dry shampoo, so we're improvising. You kind of look like Rosie the Riveter, but how are things going with you? Things are good. Um, (laughs) I was talking to my friend Alex, who's like, all the girls and gays are talking about right now is WAP by Cardi B (laughs) and Megan Thee Stallion and the new season of Selling Sunset. So Yes, and I do have um, a bone to pick, might you say, about, uh, so Chloe on, was it Friday? Must have been Friday. Uh, WAP is released. And Chloe, can we uh, roll the tapes here? Um, post an Instagram. I screenshotted this Instagram. I'd show you myself. However, I know it'll look better if we put it up. And, you know, the first thought I had was, is this a thirst trap? And so I would like to call this the initiation of, is it a thirst trap or bust series? And we're going to involve Chloe in our first one. Maybe in the future we'll get some guests on here. I don't know what the plan is. However, Chloe. The picture you posted, um, which she branded, no less, as uh, for WAP, which has WAP every- appreciation like, post, yes. Yeah, exactly. As yep. every uh, proper thirst trapper knows, you always got to brand it like it's for something else. Like, I like to call uh, travel traps when they're like actually a thirst trap, but they're like such a beautiful place that I'm in. Like, mm-hmm. just love it here so much. So anyway, Chloe, tell us. Was it a thirst trap? That was like a blatant thirst trap. That's yeah. probably the thirstiest <laughs> trap I've ever set. And I do yes. I don't know why. I don't <laughs> have anyone on my Instagram. I block every man that has ever done me wrong. So I truly don't know who these are for. I, I, have, I could not tell you. But I've gotten really into thirst traps lately, which is really funny because I've probably like weighed the most that I have in years in quarantine because I'm just like eating all the time and I don't care. There's no consequences. No one ever sees me. It's gorgeous. I've just been really into the thirst traps lately. Shout out to Andrew who lives down the hall from me with his boyfriend, David, because he's always taken my thirst traps for me. (laughs) 
I'm also trying to like, you know, I'm trying to do a mix of comedy, which I do on the side, obviously. And I also have like a professional career that I'm trying to uphold. So I don't know, after like a few white claws, I was like, Chloe, take that shit down. <laughs> the white claws, you had that acknowledgement, really? Because that yeah, was not I don't know why. Like, for me after drinking the white claws, I know I've been maybe I've been drinking so much they're having the reverse effect. With- <laughs> <laughs> they're just like Chloe be more responsible but um yeah I took it down after a few hours but the real ones caught it like I feel like you know the people that Wait, like what it got taken down oh, oh no God. I deleted it I deleted it what? I didn't even know that's like upsetting to me yeah I deleted it but like I was pretty attached to that post don't worry yes, I still was- have it and if you deleted it <laughs> did you screenshot it fuck yeah I screenshotted it okay, that was I hilarious content Maybe we'll put on a couple on here and my, from my camera roll. No, I really wanted to know if it was a thirst trap or not. So it wasn't for anybody, really? I mean, truly, no. Like, there's a couple guys on there. I do have a couple guys on my Instagram, and I feel like some girls can attest to this. Like, a couple guys throughout my life that, like, if I see them like a post of mine, I'm like, oh, I must have looked good in that post. Because they just are so, like, yeah, it's like someone from college, someone from high school that, like, has stuck around that, like, I may or may not have hooked up with at one point that's like, I'll throw that one a like. I'm like, oh, okay, well, he liked it. I must have looked good in it. But it's no one that I want to pursue seriously. I just can't. Like, I've talked about this before. Like, if I am going through something messy with someone, I just remove them so I don't showboat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I truly don't know why I'm showboating recently. I think I I just am bored and that's my new hobby I just think that's phenomenal that like your drunk self was the one who told you to remove it because that is like totally opposite for me yeah I don't know I, I mean I wasn't super drunk but I had had a few and I was just like Chloe you're do- what are you doing I didn't want it up for it was kind of a oh what is the it was kind of like a feel cute might delete later moment did people me. like slide into your dms as a result of it like my friend Lauren my other friend Lauren <laughs> Okay, but speaking of beautiful girls who actually do this kind of stuff for a living and take (laughs) much better pictures than I ever could, uh, we have one of your friends on today. I know, it's so exciting. My good friend, Ash Patel, who is an actress, model, and entrepreneur. She has a company called Rose and Glow and is my very good friend. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Ash. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I was yeah. telling Lauren, I was like looking through your Instagram and I was like, this girl is beautiful. <laughs> and she oh was my like, God, thank you. It's oh. funny because I like keep such a cool with Osh because she's like my good friend. But then like when I talk about her to other people, I'm like, this is my friend Osh. This is her Instagram. She's like actually a supermodel and so beautiful. And we're like very tight friends. Oh my God, Lauren, <laughs> thank you. She would have never have said that. You should see I the saw. shade I throw at this girl on social media. Dude, literally, she is my biggest troll. I think you commented a really nice comment on my post today. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm feeling really loving towards you today. I know. It's because you don't want me to mess up your podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Lauren commented something on my recent post, which is about how, like, we're in a a coin shortage or whatever in LA (laughs) and I can't do my laundry. She's like, there's a coin shortage, like, on my post. I'm like, Lauren, are you 98 years old? Like, just text <laughs> you know me. Why are you commenting on my Instagram post? <laughs> well, Ashley just posted something, and it was, like, uh, a makeup routine, and she was, like, not to be an influencer, and I was, like, who asked you about this, Ash? She's, like, everybody keeps asking me about my skincare routine. I was, like, names. 
<laughs> she literally was like, names. Did I respond to you? You were like, Sarah and Jessica. Who are Sarah oh, yeah, and Jessica? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I literally just made up random names. Amazing. <laughs> oh, well, you should tell us like how you got into all this. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I am from South Africa. I'm actually from Botswana, which is a small country about South Africa. But I usually just say South Africa because nobody knows where it is. And then I don't want to just like go through the explanation. Um, but I moved to America like 10 years ago and I was originally going to do, go to dental school and do like nutrition or something in like the medicine field. And after graduation, I was just super miserable about the path that I was going down. And I have Indian parents. So it's usually like doctor, lawyer, engineer, or business. Like those are your options. It's not said out loud, but it's kind of just like implied that those are my options. So I was on this dental school um, track. I moved to San Francisco for like the summer just to like live with my brother after I graduated. And that's when I was like exposed to a lot of creative people that were bringing out like my creative side. I feel like it was hidden for most of my college life. And then it started coming back when I went to San Francisco and then I made that transition. I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to try acting. I'm just going to do it for fun for now and then see where it goes. And so I took a class at Beverly Hills Playhouse in San Francisco. And it was the most amazing thing I'd ever done. Yeah, I have ADHD, so it's really hard. The school has been very hard for me. Like college was extremely difficult. And this was like the first time where I was able to sit like completely focused for six hours, just like completely zoned into what's happening, which was so awesome. I feel like there's a certain threshold people can hold things down. Cause like, I always thought about the acting stuff too. And it's like, yeah, it's just like a certain amount of time until you break and you're like, okay, I at least need to try a class or like, right. Some good advice my friend gave me was like, well, do you want to act or do you want to be famous? Because there's two different things, right? Like she's yes. like, at least try acting in like a community theater play or something like that and then see if you like it. And I did, unfortunately. <laughs> so then <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I want to do this more seriously. But yeah, like, did you feel like there was like kind of a big wake up moment where you're like, I just can't do this like trajectory that everyone expects for me anymore? Yeah, I was, I remember I was shouting a dentist that summer and I was just, every day I was just super miserable about like where my life would be going. And I didn't like teeth. I like, I don't even know why I choose. Like, I don't know why I chose dentistry. It was just like, I have no idea what, what happened there, but um, I just thought it was really gross. Like I'm a very squimish person. Like I can't even look at blood. So I was like, what am I doing here? And then I had a conversation with my brother and I was like, I really don't think I want to do this, but I don't want to upset the parents. Like I'm already, you know, like on my way to grad school. Like I don't want to just like drop everything and try to figure, like start from scratch, like to figure it out. And he was like, listen, like you don't have to be stuck in like this path. We can find other options for you. That's like more creative and something that you love. So I went through this whole thing. I was in the tech industry. I worked as a mobile app designer and like that was still creative, but it wasn't creative enough. Like I wasn't fully using like my left hemisphere mm -hmm. my right Leslie hemisphere. Khan. My right hemisphere. <laughs> I was used, I was like forced to use my left and my right was like, dude, come on, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah. But after taking that class it was amazing. And I called my dad and he was like, okay, well, it's just a hobby and absolutely no modeling. I was like, come on, <laughs> just like, let me do it. He was like, no, absolutely no modeling. And I'd wanted, I'd wanted to be a model since I was a kid. Huggies actually reached out to my mom. They came to the hospital and did the rounds and they wanted me to be their Huggies baby. Fun fact. So it started from a very young age. They recognized. <laughs> they recognized. <laughs> and then it went on 16, an Abercrombie model or uh, an Abercrombie like scout person um, scouted me. I lived in London. I grew up in London as well. 
And so for my 16th birthday, we were like walking around and I got scouted. But then my dad said, no, obviously. And he was like, no, that's not for us. Like, you know, move along. Like you have bigger things coming for you. And so it was always in my head. Like I really, I just wanted to do it. And then when I turned 22 and I was out of college, I was like, you know what? I, you can't really control that part of me anymore. Yeah. And now he's amazing. He like asked about my auditions, asked about my casting, like, like send me the pictures of like the, the you know the shoots that you've done the campaigns that you've done so it's it's really great I don't know how that happened and then how did everything happen with your company and tell us about your company so yeah so Rose and Glow I had this idea last February so I have dark circles and a lot of like darker people um and eastern Europeans like very eastern Europeans have dark circles also like I don't know random people have it Um, but it's like genetic for us. Yeah. So I was like super insecure about that. And that was just one thing that I was just struggling with. And so I decided to come up with this like rose under eye mask for myself. And I like made it with like rose petals and, um, essential rose oils. And I was like, wow, this actually is really cute. And I feel like a lot of people would like love to put something like this on their face. And so I started working with the lab to, create like a face mask but because of COVID I can't make the exact face mask that I want um so I'm my first product is just going to be a rose clay uh mask instead of like rose petals and like really cute but I'm so excited for it that's awesome did you like look up like at home remedies or how'd you come up I with did that? okay yeah, yeah I looked up um at home like how to make under eye masks at home and then I also looked up like what's great for dark circles and hyperpigmentation and rose kept coming up. And I love rose. Like, I love the taste of it. I love the smell of it. And it's just really pretty. Yeah, good yeah. branding, too, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and also just going back a little bit, I know a little bit about this because I know you so well. But, like, because you've lived in so many different places and entering the industry as an Indian girl, but, like, having all of these different backgrounds, like, can you talk a little bit about how that's impacted, like, the way that you perceive the industry and also, like, the roles that you go out for? Yeah, so because I am Indian, but I have, like, looks that can play for pretty much any, like, ethnic ethnicity, I go out for ethnically ambiguous, which I'm seeing as a problem now, obviously, because I don't, and now I don't want to take roles that are for, like, a Hispanic girl or, you know, like, Mm-hmm. an Arab girl where I'm like, there's other Arab Hispanic actors out there. Like you don't need me to take that role. And I don't want to take it away from someone. Not that I am like, cause I'm probably not going to book it, yeah. but <laughs> just taking away a chance from someone. And I don't want to do that. And mm-hmm. it's really common for, you know, people of different ethnicities to be ethnically ambiguous, which sucks. But also because I've have all these backgrounds, like I'm really thankful because I have like my natural London accent, I have my natural South African accent. And like, I can play pretty much anything that's like out of black and white and mm-hmm. Asian, unless you're including like Indian South Asian. I guess I don't even look like when I'm on Actors Access, cause it's like, I mean, and this is the privilege like of like looking at for something Caucasian, but like what yeah. are you like kind of looking for then? So I usually look for, um, uh, any it says any ethnicity I think mm-hmm. or all ethnicities and when I see all all ethnicities I'll, sub, I'll submit to it or if I see um a lot of South Asian and then South Asian gets mixed with like uh Pakistani Indian Sri Lankan um Bangladesh like all of those South Asian countries so it's still but like I guess I can't really go that specific and be like no I'm only gonna go out for an Indian role because at this point I need work and I you know I want to act 
when it says all ethnicities are now good to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was telling Lauren, we were, we were talking about um, just being a person of color in general. And there's not that many roles that go out to people of color because then they have to think about the families got cast, like cast around them. Right. So mm-hmm. like if they're casting me for a high school girl who has a family and just like in some high school show, like let's say Riverdale, um, they're going to have to cast around me and find Indian or Indian looking people. And that's just so much more work than just hiring like a black girl or a white girl, or even just like Eastern Asian, because it's easier for them to do that and get away with it without getting in that much trouble for it. Like, yeah, people are going to be upset, but they're not going to get into like that much trouble if they cast like a Chinese actor, but then have like a Korean mom, like person playing the mom. It's so interesting. I like wouldn't even think about that aspect, but yeah, like even when you talk about your dad, like your dad's not out here like pursuing an acting career. So like, where are they going to find these people? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, There's not that many Indian people (laughs) in, you know, this industry because I mean, we have a lot of other things like family to kind of, you know, as an obstacle to like do what we want. And our culture is just to listen to our parents like that is like super you know like that's just how we are that's how we were raised but sometimes you obviously have to like put your foot down and like just follow your dreams and just hope that they'll be on board but a lot of people don't have the same support that I do but have you been watching the Indian matchmaking show at all yes yeah like interesting on the matchmaking show like how much they all I don't I don't know and I mean I would be curious to like hear your take on this too like it's like they all do kind of want to end up with someone that's like from that culture but Mm -hmm. then like do you feel like it's like the influence of their parents or like do you feel like it really does like pass down to the next generation like I would just love to hear what you think about like the show yeah yeah Yeah. so first of all that show really irritated (laughs) me because it, it, I'm glad that they didn't filter anything out because it shows like the colorism problem in India and you know like the caste problems that they have and just like talking about like d- dark Indian versus light Indian and being like oh no I don't want anyone that's dark or like this kind of this sexism problem like oh we need a woman here who's gonna cook and clean like mm. that kind of stuff because India's getting more towards a progressive you know like the young people like our generation are trying to move towards like being progressive and that just traditional thinking just holds it back and it's just like I'm glad that they like were able to talk about it or or not filter it out on the show because then everyone in the world can see like what is happening and bring light to it but yeah so that whole um wanting to marry in the culture I don't really agree with because I so being raised in Botswana I didn't really have that many Indian friends like the only Indian friends I would have were like my cousins or like a family friend like there weren't really I didn't really have that many Indian people And then when I moved to London, I went to all girls private Church of England high school. So, and a lot of white people, like it was probably just me and like four other brown people there. And then maybe one black girl there and the two other Indians that were there were my cousins. So it was like, we, I wasn't surrounded by Indian people. And then I came to college. I went to Madison, Wisconsin, zero Indian friends. Like all my friends were all other people of color. Um, and that was the first time that from, from high school, going to college, like having people of color, like just different ethnicities as friends. And then I transferred to Purdue my junior year. And that's when I was exposed to a lot of Indian people, a, sh- a shitload of Indian people. There was a lot of Asians in the school. And I actually was dating an Indian guy because he's from back home. Actually, he, I've known him from back home. And 
you're just different. Like we're different types of Indians and we don't fit in with American Indians and we don't really click with Indian Indians because we're just, it's completely different. Like our cultures are different. Upbringing is different. Backgrounds are different. So I've never felt like I fit in with any Indian crew. So for me, it's like I've been exposed to so many different types of cultures and ethnicities that I'm so open to dating whoever. Like I don't care. Um, you know, like I want my I want my kids to like experience two different cultures. I don't want them to just be sucked into like Indian culture, which is beautiful. But like I want I I've had such a worldly experience that I want them to kind of have the same thing too. Yeah. So I I think for the to maybe to speak on them like the American Indians here like they've probably just grown up. I know a lot of them like branch out and like you know like marry whoever, but a lot of them also like have a lot of influence from their parents and their communities that they grew up in here. Like I think they have like big Indian communities because um, I feel like there's a big Indian population here, like no matter where you go. And what would you say your experiences have been in all of the various places that you've lived? Um, like in terms of dating, if you've noticed any differences like dating in America versus dating in London or, you know, just all over everywhere yeah. you've lived and the different cities you've lived in in America too. Yeah. So I actually left um, Botswana when I was 11. So I didn't have any <laughs> boyfriends then. I only started dating when I got here or to Madison, Wisconsin. Obviously in college, like I didn't really have the greatest experience because everyone was just new to college. Everyone was single. Nobody really wanted a relationship. Um, until I transferred and met, like, or like re, not rekindled, but started a, a friendship again with the guy that I actually started dating from back home. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really have that many to compare them to like, I guess it's like comparing my college relationship to like out of college relationships. I don't count them as relationships either because they're just so immature. And like, you know, like I was what, seven or 18, 19. And I'm like, okay, yeah, people like are serious with their boyfriends then. But like, I'm 27 now. And when I look back, I'm like, girl, like, no, like that wasn't, <laughs> doesn't count. You know, you're in college, like you're having fun. And it was just fun to have like someone there doing it with you. Um, and then when I moved, like I had a pretty hard time, like, finding someone who I liked. Um, when I graduated, I moved to San Francisco. I was dating, like going on dates. I had Bumble and I had Hinge, but I didn't really click with anyone just because I didn't, I, I just didn't really find anyone. Like I didn't really like their personalities or it just never clicked mm -hmm. um, until I met my ex-boyfriend in SF. And he was like a model or he claimed to be a model. He was like <laughs> a complete degenerate of a human being. He was like super low life human being who like lied to me about he was like oh yeah I'm a construction engineer and I was like okay dope like that's cool or he said something in, like industrial engineer or whatever and I was like oh really cool he wasn't he like dropped out of college and it was community college that he dropped out of <laughs> and he was like it was just the most bizarre thing like he lied to me about a lot of things and that was I got attached to him really fast um and that was like the most toxic relationship I'd ever been in um just because like my past relationships were just so like light and like you know like just mm -hmm. like carefree like happy and loving but like also just like I have my own space this one was super draining like he he had to make sure that we were hanging out all day every day would always stay over and I'm, I'm he was he is bipolar but he wasn't being treated for it mm. so every day would be different you know like it I don't if I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning I don't know if we're gonna have a good day or a bad day it might start off as a good day, but then if something tiny little thing goes like wrong, like he drops his bottle of kombucha and it goes everywhere, our day is completely ruined, like the whole day. 
yeah. yeah it was like walking on eggshells um so my brother and my cousin Sorry, like how did you like meet him and stuff okay, okay yeah so yeah. basically when I decided I don't want to be a dentist and like I don't want to work in tech mm-hmm. I got a job as a host at one of the bars in um in San Francisco and he was working there as a server and I know I shouldn't have believed him because I'm like what server is also an industrial engineer <laughs> maybe but like why are you here you know you don't need to be here you're good so I met him working at the Brixton he was Moroccan oh, okay. he wasn't far from fratty which that's what I like was really drawn to he was very artistic spoke French like there was just this really charming thing about him like he had this like it was beautiful and he like spoke all these languages and was like really funny and just a great dancer like he had all of these really creative aspects about him that I was super drawn to because I didn't have that in any of the relationships that I was like in in the past like all of the guys that I was really like dating or like going on dates with in SF were like boring finance guys and that's just not what I was Mm-hmm. I knew that like I couldn't I couldn't be with like someone who didn't really have the same interests as me and this guy like everything we're like into the same things um but yeah so it started off really fun like it was super fun but then like slowly started getting like really serious like really fast and then he showed his personality so fast but by that time I was already like in love and attached mm-hmm. and that was just so hard to get through he my cousin I was living with my cousin she's my roommate at the time she hated him my brother wasn't a big fan, obviously. And it just got to a point where my brother had to get my parents involved and they flew in and pretty much were like, you have to be done with this. And we're like, you're moving back to Chicago. Like you can't, cause I was, I wasn't focused on acting. I wasn't focused on anything. The only thing I was focused on was him. And mm-hmm. my cousin and my brother could tell that I was not happy anymore. I wasn't myself anymore. And it just wasn't, it was a very toxic situation, which I'm thankful that I'm out of. Like I, I, w- I don't think I would have been able to get out by myself. Like, th- I don't think there was any way that I could have done it. But after that, like, my life just, like, transformed. Like, it was a huge blessing in disguise. And now I know how to see red flags a lot easier. I'm still pretty bad at it, not going to lie. Like, I'm just, I'm Push a Libra. Push away a little. Like, we're like, yeah. oh. So I'm a Libra, and I have a belief that I will change or heal someone. Like, I'll date, you know, like, a badass guy or, like, the asshole. And I have this belief that I'm just going to, I'll heal him. Like, I'll be the one to like domesticate him. Like, you know, like. <laughs> then six I'll months later, you're like, why is it not working? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime now, universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what's been happening recently. But I, I still feel like I, I see the red flags. Before I didn't really see the red flags, but now I see them. It's just mm-hmm. choosing to ignore them or like doing something about it. Yeah, I mean, you got to walk away, and that's, like, the hardest thing, right? It's like, well, there's one red flag, but he does, like, all these good things for me, and something I heard recently was, like, if the bad days outweigh the good, like, you Mm -hmm. just got to step away from it, and I feel like that's such good advice, because, I mean, even narcissists have good qualities, like, it's, like, no one, I think, is, like, super evil to to their core, unless they have, like, a diagnosis of being so, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's tough. So we yeah. should talk about the happier relationships you've had after that. <laughs> yeah, well, so they've not, none of them have ended in like that much happiness, but they've just been better quality people. Yeah. So once I moved to LA, better looking people, better, way better looking people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I moved to LA and I was dating this guy. Um, I actually met him through a friend of mine and we we're dating for like seven months, but we both like, I just moved here and like he had his own stuff going on, but so we didn't really 
we're both on the same page about not wanting a relationship and we would talk about it you know like it would be like an open dialogue and not something that was like oh you didn't say anything and I didn't say anything like I don't know what's happening so we both knew we were on the same page towards the end of the seven months he just started out of nowhere just acting super possessive and very stalkerish and just like would uh, he would just do really bizarre really weird things so I started to back off because that I was like I don't really like this like you know I'm gonna distance myself like this is really weird um my best friend who actually introduced us she was like telling me stuff about his past and he, she was like, you know, like he's done things like with his ex-fiance. So just like be careful because she didn't really know how serious it was. And I guess it really wasn't that serious between us. But once um, she found out that we've been talking for seven months, she was like, okay, I need to just tell you a few things. So when she told me that, I was like, okay, I'm going to back off. I'm going to distance myself. I don't really want to be, I don't want anything with this guy anymore. But I'm also not great at confrontations mm-hmm. and like having those conversations. So the best thing for me to do is like, peace out you know um which is something that I need to learn because I'm really I'm I'm really great at ghosting people who I just don't want in my life anymore because it's like it's it's scarier to like have that conversation (laughs) yeah yeah and it's happened to me so many times that I'm like you know what a guy can afford to get ghosted at this point like it's fine right yeah so I like you know backed off a little but I did text him and I was like hey like I want to focus on acting and all this da 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 and he was like, I completely understand. Like, you know, like, oh, I'm, I support that decision. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, great. That was so easy. No, like he like kept like a week later. Uh, it was a week of just like silence from him. I was like, oh, wow. That, like so easy. Wow. And then it's like that after that week, it just like, boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> it's like, whoa. What happened? <laughs> really creepy things. Like, really creepy things that I was like very like after that I was like okay you know what I've had the worst luck with dating first that Moroccan guy now this guy is like this the first person that I'm like getting into like anything with like right after that I'm like yeah 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 I'm, I'm good like I, I get the message God <laughs> or whoever's spirit like I, I'm good so after him I was like you know what I don't really want to date um I had this like on and off thing with this football player like that we had for like three years before and so it was just like, I'm okay with just having that, you know, like we'll talk when we talk, we don't talk, we don't talk. I don't really care. I don't want any attachments right now because of these crazy people. Like I just don't want anything more. And then I, in October of 2018, I thought I met my soulmate, literally met him on Bumble, thought I, I was like, you guys, like, this is it. Like, I'm good. I'm done. Like, you know, the God has sent me my person. Like we're good. And I was like, I never believed in soulmates. I was just like so against that whole thing. I was like, ew, love, gross. And then I met this guy and he was perfect. Like completely perfect. Everything like beautiful Australian, like claimed to be Hindu. And I was like, great. Like my parents could maybe, you know, like accept that. Like He can be on our show. Yeah, yeah, get him on your show. Um, And so we like dated or dated. We talked for like a few months and it was perfect. Like it was like, the most it was the weird coincidences that we ended up being on the same flight in for Christmas to Dubai because he was going to India to an ashram and I was going to my cousin's wedding and so it was like everything was pretty much like weird coincidences and when he got back from India it was like fine like it was I felt like we were closer than than we were before and then all of a sudden at the end of January ghosts and I was like wait how many months had this been four I can't. Four months. And I, I was can't. Like, you claim, and this guy claims to be like a yogi and like, you know, like spiritual and like very like head on his shoulders, like good at communication. I'm like, 
there's that that was like my biggest worry is that he's just gonna convert into a priest and like go live in an ashram and like you know like that he's gonna become a monk like he's gonna do that rather than like ghost me and like date another girl I never thought that would happen and I was like he's better than that he would never do that he ghosted me and I was like wow like this is insane and I remember texting him, I was like hey because I would try to reach out and he was like maybe sometimes text back and then maybe not and then it's been a while since he hadn't texted back and I was like hey what's up like I miss you like either you ghosted me or you're like you're you threw your phone in the ocean or you're dead and he was like oh my god I'm so sorry da, da, da. how are you I texted him back and nothing no response oh ever, my god ever again and then me and my roommate are hiking in Runyon Canyon and we're walking down and I forgot this is two months later and I like forgot about him kind of kind of and so <laughs> you're like still journaling every day <laughs> I, was like, oh. I was like over it I'm like this is the first guy that's ever goes to me this really sucks and he was the first white guy that I'd ever dated and I was like they're so mean yeah they suck but whatever um, and confirm. yeah yeah um so we're walking down Runyon Canyon and I hear like these two people walk past me and then I hear Osh so I turn around and I'm like great it's him not, not wearing a shirt got like really nice body like his abs are like popping and I was just like oh my god like wow like I I blacked out and he like introduced me to the girl who was next to me he's like this is my girlfriend <gasps> and I was like girlfriend you literally ghosted me two months ago like how you were dating both of us at the same time and you know what's even crazier is that so one of my friends he was helping me with um designing a logo and he was talking about, you know, relationships and stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm so done with dating. Like, I just had this experience with someone who I thought was my soulmate. I'm so sick of it. Like, I'm just, I'm done. Like, I feel like God's thrown me so many signs just not to date right now. And he was like, oh, what happened? So I told him about this guy. I was like, this Australian, really good looking, super into meditation and spirit, like spirituality, like got me closer with like God, this and that. And he was like, dude, what's his name? And I'm like, Bob whatever I'm not gonna say his name but it was I was like duh and he was like dude my friend is dating him and he, he she was like I remember when she first met him she was like texting me and they literally they met two months ago or like three months ago so it like overlapped and she was texting my friend about how he's like really good looking and really spiritual and this like hot Australian guy da, da, da. and I was just like wow people are trash I hate him yeah just... that is what happened and I was like oh I like, just how dare like, you claim that you're a Hindu and like spiritual and like really like you know like just like the best human being and like you're actually a shitty like you're actually a shitty person to the core you're just trying to like hide that by being spiritual like please go away to yeah. the mountains and like meditate on what you have done <laughs> and then I, I'm on Raya this dating app I'm not on it anymore I deleted it but um a few weeks ago I was just like randomly scrolling through it to see who's on there and I saw him. And as soon as I oh saw my him, God. I like, pressed exit. Like, like, I pressed no. And then I was like, I'm done with this app. I deleted Your heart, it. like, kind it. of drops when you... It I've drops. I've seen that before where you, like, yeah. see someone, like, on there again. It's it's And terrible. it's been more than a year. Like, I... This all yeah. happened in 2018, 2019. It's been more than a year. Like, I don't think about this guy anymore. And then he just pops up and I'm like, oh, God. Like, you remember that. And then he's a model. And on Instagram, I was just, like, scrolling. And then talentless got districts. Uh, clothing brand was like doing sponsored posts and he was on there I'm just like can you stop I don't want to see your face it's just scary to never know who the fuck you're dealing with and like oh it's just that's it's terrifying that's what terrifies me about getting back into a relationship because 
now like I'm gonna be like do you still like me <laughs> every day I'm literally gonna ask like do you like me today now you get over <laughs> it trust me give it like a few years and then you're just like I don't know who else you'd like so <laughs> sure it's me <laughs> We had someone here talking about like anxious attachment styles and I'm like, does not everyone in this generation have that because of how they've been treated? Like, yeah. it's just insane how we're treating each other. Like it's, yeah. And like, Heartless. like people don't care. Yeah. Like, they mm. really don't think about other people's feelings like at all, which is crazy. Yeah. I, I'm, I have anxious attachments. Like I'm trying to read a book on it to be like, I need to chill out. Like, cause if I like someone, I really like them, you know, like I'm pretty much all right. in. I'm not going to just mess around and like whatever if I really like them like I'm in for it and especially now like I, I do want to date um but yeah it's just all of the right finding the wrong people to get attached to on that note though when women ghost guys I'm like yes like, yes show them how it's done <laughs> literally please do it yeah. for all of us yes <laughs> yeah I, I see so many tweets and like tiktoks being like sorry I ghosted you I was getting too attached I'm like, you know what? That's a val- that valid reason. Go ahead. Wait, yes. <laughs> Osh okay, is the I queen of TikTok. TikTok. Oh yeah, I freaking love TikTok. I love TikTok. That's it's just really relatable. Like everyone's been like, oh, I really know this guy, and then the like, I just feel like the extra facade of like, I am just so in touch with myself, and like, yeah, like, it's just like so, you just never truly know someone, but it. It does kind of suck to go into dating having to have, you do have to have your guard up, like, and that Mm -hmm. sucks. Like, you want to be able to, like, let your walls down and trust someone, but, I mean, like, fuck, four months in, and he was, like, he was, like, talking to another girl, like, yeah, Right after that, or not right after, but I gave it a few months, and I was like, okay, like, I'm ready to start dating, so I got Raya, and I found, or I matched with this guy, this, like, Danish DJ, he was a lot older, like, in his 30s, so I was like, okay, great, like, he's mature, like, I don't have to deal with, you know, 20-year-old, like, 20-something-year-old boys, and yeah, <laughs> no, um, after a week of just, like, going on really cute dates, like, literally, like, he whined and dined me, and I was like, oh, wow, like, this, you know, like, cool, like, really nice people mm-hmm. actually exist, a week after that, he texted me a breakup, literally a breakup text. And he was like, hey, listen, like I'm going to Ibiza for the summer to DJ. And I should have known he's a DJ. Uh, I'm going, <laughs> going to Ibiza for the summer to DJ. I don't want to get, like, if I keep talking to you, I'm going to get attached to you and I can't have any attachments right now. And I was like, hey, like, thank you for texting me. You know, like, that was honest. You don't, you could have ghosted me. Like, you could have ghosted me. I <laughs> it wasn't, it's not like I actually did not need to know you're going off to dj thank you <laughs> yeah i didn't need to know that like you also, was he like, american danish from denmark exactly that's why yeah they have standards yeah, yeah he they have respect for women fucking morals i mean yeah. mm, I, i'm gonna take that back <laughs> real soon with the story so he like texted me this and i was like oh like you know like that's whatever do your thing Congr- good luck with everything and then I check his, like, Instagram a few months later to, like, be like, oh, like, I wonder what he's up to. Like, I wonder how Ibiza is, right? I check it, and there's a picture on, of this, like, woman on there being like, I'm so in love with you. This is not even a month after this happened. And so I, like, stalked it because I was like, who is this person? He dated her before me. <gasps> he used to date, and he told me about her because he was like, yeah, I used to date this woman who had a kid because we're talking about kids. Today. Like, we had a lot of conversations with that one week and she told me about her and I was like oh like cool whatever and then he goes back and dates her immediately after he breaks up with me 
And he's like already like, I'm so in love with you. I was like, dude, what is happening? And then I was like, every guy that I've been dating in LA goes either back to a girlfriend or finds a girlfriend right after me. And I'm like, I, I should just charge people for my services now. Like I will guarantee you a girlfriend if you date me for a week and then go make sure you ghost <laughs> me and then, or like break up with me and then you'll find your girl. Nah, girl, they're just trash. Like, if someone so their trash. ex, like, too early, I'm like, are we still on, like, why are we still talking about this? Have yeah. we not healed from it? Like, come on. Yes. Um. So, the guy that I've been recently talking to or dating, it's been a few months, Um. but it's just been a little confusing because he lives in New York and I live here. So, it's been, like, especially with COVID and everything going on, like, I'm not really sure what's happening with that, but I'm not obviously too pressed because there's so many things up in the air right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what's been happening. That's what's like kind of new in my life, but we don't know what's happening with that. So speaking of New York, our letter today comes from someone in New York and she says, dear damsels, I recently got out of a four-year relationship. And by recently, I mean one year ago, I moved to New York and my ex didn't want to. It hasn't been easy, but I have really started to enjoy my single life and am only focusing on myself, even though at many times I still wish I had a boyfriend. He recently told me that he wants to move to New York and get back together, but I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. I still love him and enjoy spending time with him, but I've also gotten to love focusing on hanging out with my friends and doing my own thing. I have thought about telling him I need more time, but will I ever feel ready to get back into this relationship? And on top of that, we are in a pandemic and I am worried that he will not have fun in New York since things are so different. But will the timing ever be right? Love, should I stay or should I go? So should I stay or should I go? Love that name. Um, I think because you have been having a really good time in New York and kind of just focusing on yourself and learning who you are outside of your four-year relationship, I think it's really important to make yourself a priority at this point. Um, and you don't want to have like any resentment. You don't want him to resent you and you don't want you to resent him or the relationship by having him come to New York and it's just not what he expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I also think that you don't exit a relationship unless there's stuff that isn't working. Because if you really cared about the person, like you would do everything to make it work. Um, like, you know, Brian and I are technically long distance LA to New York right now, but, um, pandemic obviously, but, um, you know, we would have been trying to make it work in the long distance had this not happened. And I just think that like for the people you care about, you would try to find a way to make it work. And he would have already moved to New York had he been really serious about it. Like when you originally came and I feel like this person has done it sounds like so much of finding themselves in New York and like really learning independence. And it sounds like things are really going well for them. So, I mean, I would probably say goodbye to the relationship. When I moved out here, I had a boyfriend in DC and we talked about him maybe moving out here. And then, you know, that didn't work out. We kind of just decided like he didn't want to be here. He wanted to be there. I went back in October last year for a wedding and he was still kind of saying like, I'm trying to leverage like my job to come out there. And like, as much as I, I said this to all my friends, I was like, well, we'll see if he does, then we can talk about it. But like, you still get caught up in like the fantasy and the idea that like, yeah, maybe it will. And like, yeah. it's always kind of in the back of your mind, like, well, maybe they will prioritize moving here, but I would say until, like you said, Lauren, like until there's concrete action, like until we're looking at apartments, like let's not like you, 
I mean, actions and words are very different. Or at least that there's a plan. Like you're going to like, okay, you're going to be in New York for like a year and a half. And then I'm going to come like June of that year. Like Mm -hmm. if they like set a timeline and they're going to make a plan, like, cause I get it, like career stuff, whatever. It's not like always easy to totally work out. But like, if that person is going to commit to a plan to making it work for you, then yeah, sure. Stay in the relationship. But like, if you're questioning it at this point, because like, I mean, I don't know how old this letter writer is, but to be in a four year relationship, like not that like you're getting up there or anything, but like at this point, I think people start to get more serious about their lives in their twenties. And um, like, if they can't decide to live in a certain place to accommodate you, then like, are you really going to be serious about this person in a few years? Yeah. I either like just, break it off which is really sad to like say that like completely have a clean break from this person while you can or like if you really do want to be with this person like at least have him come visit you for Mm -hmm. a little you know like a month or something and see if he likes New York like see if he actually would want to live here and see if you actually want to like have this person in your life and not you know be have your single life anymore yeah and like quite frankly wanting to be in different locations is somewhat of a reason to break up, is it not? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I would like to see the top reasons like why marriages and like, you know, relationships don't work. I think like money's one of them, but yeah. sometimes people just want like different lives. And something I really struggled to accept with my ex is like, he didn't want to be in LA and that's okay. And mm-hmm. the fact did, and like, that's a huge difference that was going to make us not work out. And I mean, I don't know, like if he, yeah, like, it just kind of like, is he, if he is serious, he'll take action on it. And if he's not, like, you seem to be enjoying yourself in New York, like, keep living it up, like, until. Well, yeah. The thing that I would ask is, like, it seems like it would be clouding your judgment that you've been in this, like, what we were talking about earlier, like, kind of drawn out break. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder how much you really can even enjoy yourself if you still have this in the back of your head. Like, my advice might be, would say, like, let's take a clean break. Um, And then if you're missing that person when like it's done, then that's a sign that maybe like one of you does need to do something to make this work. But if you're willing at that point to say, yeah, like I'm okay with it, I'm happy with my life, then that's not somebody that's worth um, like adjusting where you are and like where you're enjoying the place of your life for. I had a boyfriend when I moved to college. I had a boyfriend when I moved to DC. I had a boyfriend when I moved to LA. <laughs> I guess I just move away from all my serious relationships. Yeah. So that's my strategy. And but I'm no, a serial I, dater. <laughs> I just feel like it's like, okay, yeah. Like if you are really truly in love, this is your person. Like, okay, then don't go experience like your new place. Like don't go like talking to new guys, but like if there are all these doubts and you're still kind of like with this person and not experiencing this new place and like it does come like what comes along with a new place is new people and talking to new guys and having these experiences like it's kind of like better to cut that off early on if there are issues so you can get out there and like you know potentially meet the right person like I'm not saying if it's your soulmate or someone Mm -hmm. you're gonna marry do that but like yeah, you kind of feel like you're holding yourself back. And Lauren, I'm sure you felt like that when you went to college. Like, you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to like flirt with other guys. I'm not going to do this. Like, I'm going to hold myself back a little bit. And like, if it's the wrong relationship, like, don't do that. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think the Mr. Big, like, mentality makes everybody think, like, oh, if I, like, say goodbye at this point, like, we'll find each other later on. But, like, after having been in a relationship so long, I always used to ask myself, like, how do you know, like, when this is your person? Mm-hmm. And, like, how do you know that, like, this is the one you're going to end up with? And honestly, I think it is that, like, you don't say goodbye to your person. Like, you mm-hmm. can't say goodbye to your person. So I think, like, if you can say that, like, you can be without that person and be okay, then, like, maybe they're not your person. And that's okay because you'll, you'll find them. But Yeah, I agree. I, I had the same conversation in college from one of my really good friends. She's actually married to her high school sweetheart. And she was saying, she was like, if you can say, because I was having my own relationship problems in college. And I, she was like, if you can say bye to someone, then that means they're not, they're not your person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe in breaks. I think you should just break up because if you can say bye to someone then you know you're not meant to be with them like yes you need time apart to grow when you're like that young but the goal is to grow together and not like you know like hold each other back like so after she said that I was like okay yeah that's real but it's different for different people you know like right I just know that if I'm saying goodbye to someone I'm saying goodbye to them so thank you so much for joining us um having me yes we always want you to plug um anything you're working on definitely your instagram and anywhere people can follow you yeah my instagram is a a s h h h h h so five h's and then my tiktok is a a s h p a t t Ash pat perfect thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me guys well, she was just the sweetest and the prettiest and seems like a very good, you guys have a really good friendship. I know. I love her. Yeah. It's funny because I feel like over quarantine, we've actually only gotten closer because we were taking an online Zoom class together. So like we, beca- like we became friends before the pandemic. We actually bonded because uh, we're both really into workout classes. She didn't even mention that, but we became friends because she was wearing a rumble shirt and I used to go to rumble. Cool. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys, you need to send us letters. Okay. It's not funny. Like you think we don't read the DMS. I read the DMS. Okay. So if you send letters, you better believe that they will be read on this podcast. Tune in next week for another great episode. And until then it's going down in the DMS. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.